Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international or global news. 23 minutes after 6, good morning. It's now been one year since two South African engineers were arrested in Equatorial Guinea and jailed in a closed court process in which no evidence was brought against them. Frick Potgieter and Peter Huxham were arrested while working on oil installations in that country. They were just due to come home when they were arrested suddenly. They were also arrested just after our court's order that two luxury properties and a super yacht belonging to the Deputy President of Equatorial Guinea, Teodora Nguema Obiang Mangwe, be seized. Sean Murphy is the spokesperson for the families of the two, also a, a, um, a relative of one of them. Sean, good morning and thanks very much indeed for your time. Stephen, good morning. Yes, thanks for having me. What happened to these two men? Why were they suddenly arrested? Yeah, look, um, so they were on their way back home, I mean, as you said, um, after a five-week stint that they had offshore, because they work offshore off uh, Equatorial Guinea, um, and they were arrested um, at their hotel, um, you know, night before they were supposed to return home. Um, and as you also said, incidentally, this happened two days after SA authorities seized uh, the vice president of Equatorial Guinea, Tidio Bian's uh, two luxury villas and super yacht. These arrests took place um, under the guise of um, drug-related charges. Was evidence brought against them? I mean, was there any drugs on their person or anything like that? Uh, no, not at all. In fact, the, um, the, the, you know, their luggage, which they carry with them, which really is, is minimalistic, um, you know, that was still found in the hotel rooms, you know, that was still locked. Um, we arranged for, for that to be collected by, you know, the company that they work for. Um, further to that, I mean, the only evidence which we could see was, you know, initial reports which was brought forward, and every time the evidence had changed, you know, so the packaging had changed, um, now there was just a white powder that was there, and, and these were fairly large bags which were presented initially on Equatorial Guinea's, um, you know, media stations. But further to that, in the courts, there was no um, evidence that was brought forward, um, there was no tests that were done. You know, as to what substance it was, um, there actually wasn't any packages, you know, that was presented. What kind of conditions are they actually being held in then? I mean, they're being held in prison serving a sentence in which, from what we can see, there's no evidence against them. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't really know, unfortunately, you know, what the conditions are like. Um, what we do know is that they are being held in a prison uh, that is reserved for political prisons in that country. They have received a 12-year sentence, uh, also damages, to the value of 5 million U.S. dollars each. I mean, that equates to about 95 million rand, plus additional fines. And, um, you know, the sentence and, and the fines are much higher than that, you know, within the current Equatorial Guinea laws. Uh, conditions, yeah, we, we don't know, unfortunately. We don't, we don't have contact with them. So obviously they're not going to make the link between the seizure of these properties and these arrests. What's our government doing about it? Yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, not very much. You know, the, the, the families believe that the, the government has failed them. Um, and the sad reality is that the government can actually make a difference. You know, we all saw the events over the past month where SA took the country to the International Court of Justice, uh, you know, to protect the, the, the people of Palestine. It is very clear to us that the Department of International Relations and Minister Naledi Pandor has the authority, um, the leadership and the capabilities required to intervene on an international level. You know, and, and they haven't really done much. Uh, we've had um, you know, maybe two uh, calls with them, uh, which hasn't really given us you know, much information. 
And um, we know that they also aren't getting any visits, you know, to go and see both Peter and Frank. They've only been able to establish uh, one visit to them over, over the last year. And, you know, un- unfortunately, they, under the Vienna Convention, um, they are obliged to arrange regular contact. Mm. You know, Durka is, is, they need to arrange regular contact with them. Um, you know, they've only been able to arrange uh, two visits. Okay, so I mean... And one call. So there's so there's really from what the families can see very little support or I don't know even interest from from our government. Yeah, that, unfortunately that is the case. Um, you know, in the initial stages of this, uh, we, we had a gentleman who was uh, representing Durko, um, you know, and uh, uh, he was you know quite forthcoming uh, of Father uh, Nasruddin. Unfortunately, he passed away um, you know just after BRICS. Mm. And ever since then, uh, you know, nobody's really stepped up and, um, you know, taken over or taken his position in order to keep in, in contact with us. So, so feedback from our government side, you know, unfortunately hasn't been great. And we can see that there hasn't been, you know, much interaction with our guys who are South African citizens, um, you know, who are stuck in, in prison over there. Sean Murphy, thank you. Spokesperson for the families of those two South Africans in prison in Equatorial Guinea.